0: General Becker had not arrived, and General Breyer entered alone. A quarter of an hour afterwards, Breyer's division proceeded on its route towards Paris, repeating cries of vive l'Empereur!" and entertaining the hope of soon seeing him again on the field of battle, in fact, on the return of General Becker he informed him that he had resolved to put off his departure for some hours in order to send to Paris and submit a new proposition to the government. This proposition was an offer to resume the command of the army in the name of Napoleon II. The general, astonished, at first attempted to escape this mission. Sire, said he, how can I venture in my position to undertake such a mission? Would it not be better fulfilled by an officer of the imperial household than by a member of the chambers and a commissioner of the government, whose instructions are limited to accompanying your majesty? General, said the emperor. I have confidence in your loyalty and entrust you in preference to any other with this mission. Fulfill it instantly, and you will render me a new service. The general bowed. Sire, replied he, I am proud of this proof of such a generous confidence, and since my devotedness may perhaps be useful to your majesty, I do not hesitate. To undertake it, General Becker sprang into the post chaise and, without losing an instant, set off for Paris. But when he arrived at the Pointe de Neuilly, he was obliged to leave his carriage, barricades having been erected across the bridge, and to creep along outside the parapet at the risk of falling into. The Seine on the other side, he found a hackney carriage and took possession of it. The general was introduced as soon as announced. The commission of government held its sittings permanently. His presence excited a surprise which no one attempted to dissemble. He was believed to be already on the road to Rochefort with Napoleon, but this surprise was greatly increased when the general, bowing to the commission, thus addressed them. Gentlemen, the emperor sends me to inform you that the situation of France, the wishes of all true patriots, and the cries of the soldiery, demand his presence to save our country. It is no longer as emperor that he demands this, but as a general whose name and reputation may still exercise a powerful influence over the fate of the empire. After having repulsed our enemies, he promises to retire to the United States to accomplish his destiny. A few lines dictated to General Becker by the Emperor developed his plan of operation, which according to all reasonable chances of success would have had the effect of driving the Allied troops out of France and avenging the disasters of Waterloo, 80,000 men were collected about Paris, that is, 30,000 more than the emperor had under his command in the campaign of 1814, and he had then, for three months, resisted the united armies of Russia, Austria, and Prussia, and France was aware that it would have been victorious in this struggle. Had it not been for the capitulation of Paris, it was 45,000 more than General Bonaparte had when he crossed the Alps and conquered Italy. The provisional government, instead of embracing the proposal, received it with a sort of terror. The president caused General Becker to sit down beside him, and without consulting, any of his colleagues addressed him as follows. How could you, sir, take upon yourself such a duty when you should rather have urged the emperor to hasten his departure on account of his personal safety, which he can no longer secure? For the enemy is rapidly advancing upon Paris. And the dispatches of our generals this morning arrived informed us of numerous cases of desertion. See, added he, Laying before General Becker a bundle of papers. Read these dispatches from Generals Grouchy, Van Damme, and others. You will perceive that a more protracted delay will expose His Majesty to the danger of falling into the hands of the Allies. General Becker took the letters in silence and perused them. Come, General, said the Duke of Otranto, Fouché, whilst he was thus occupied tell me honestly who was with the emperor when he sent you on this errand the general had no reasons for keeping silence he named amongst other persons the Duke of Bassano now said Fouché I begin to understand who gave the emperor this advice, but tell him that his offers cannot be accepted and that it is most necessary that he should immediately set off for Rochefort, where he will be safer than in the neighborhood of Paris. I am ready to return to Amazon, my lord Duke, answered General Becker, but I should wish, at least, to be the bearer. Of an official communication respecting the result of my mission. For if I return to the Emperor with nothing but a simple verbal message, His Majesty may reasonably doubt of my zeal and sincerity in executing his commands. Be it so, answered Fouché, and he wrote rapidly the following note As the provisional government cannot accept. Offer which General Becker has made them on the part of His Majesty, for reasons which you will, yourself will be able to appreciate, I treat you, my Lord Duke, to make use of the influence which you have constantly exercised over his mind, in persuading him to set out without delay, inasmuch as the Russians are advancing upon Versailles, etc., etc. The Duke of Otranto.